Hey everybody, I'm Reed. I'm Andy. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> and Mr. Does one of us have a bad <laughs> That should be the intro. I like it. And this is creating Ramel the Hell. <laughs> I don't I just don't care. Did it. Now he's in some kind of game room. You're you're always moving around. You're a lot of fun to watch because you're just in the room. You're just even I don't know where I am. We'll just have to explain it for the listeners. He is now in a um, portal to another universe. They're going to think it's one of those Zoom backgrounds. Ooh. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. <clears throat> so um, is this the one? Is this the one? So we've got a funny little, a fun little scene going on today because I think one or both of these episodes I'm going to kind of use as Spaceport Radio podcast episodes as well. Oh, we're going to cross pollinate. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, I mean, in general it, it applies, but, and I know this, the content here is more specific, but you know, it's still, I think it's, uh, definitely applies to, um, creative process. I, I, I'd like to, I, even if we kind of repeat or, or reiterate, like what we said in past episodes, it, it'd be nice to talk to you and maybe not this one maybe the next one i'd love like maybe you can be a focus read to or even a a guest oh okay with your creative I... process all you do <laughs> and what you're doing what what you're yeah sure like an artist spotlight yeah even though you'll be on i'm sure i hope multiple times but <sighs> A recurring guest. Yes. I've made it to the big leagues. <laughs> like um like Chris Elliott on the Le- David Letterman show. Oh my god. I I didn't well, I've I haven't I was never like a big watcher of late night, but Chris Elliott is super funny to me and uh Yeah, he's great. Like I knew my wife was a keeper when she didn't leave me over like having her watch Cabin Boy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. One of the many tests I put my wife through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you seen that one, Andy? No, you know what I you know what maybe I have. Maybe I have. Okay. It's just been a while and I don't have a real strong memory of it, but if if I saw it it's only once a while like when it first came out so i have i think you probably haven't seen it because if you did you'd remember (laughs) well i have a pretty bad sometimes i have a bad memory i'll remember my phone number from when i was eight years old but i won't remember what i did two weeks ago 
funny. Um, funny. Uh, I was gonna say, Andy, that Reed and I could be Sir Jewel and Muji Bar. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sick. What day is it today? Still the have no idea. Okay. Yeah, thirteenth. Wednesday, thirteenth. We are recording this podcast on January thirteenth, twenty twenty-one. So I I will say um, as a as a warning or something or a disclaimer and more so for you sake read um, this episode from as it as it relates to being released as a spaceport radio podcast episode will come out a lot sooner than it will oh. uh, on your end on the Ramel the oh, Hell man. podcast okay. so, time travel. Yeah, it'll be us. weird. It'll be weird. <laughs> are we going to have anything podcast exclusive? Or are you, do you want me to send you over the raw data file so you can uh, edit and manipulate to your heart's content? If you're... I, I'm... Gosh, I hate to sound like this. But I'm very, 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 very lazy. Not in terms of like creating things, but, but in terms of these kind of tasks. If you're already doing it, I'd hate to duplicate it. Okay. So I'll take whatever you edit. I hate that. That sounds terrible. Can you do it for me? Um, yep, yep. Can yep. you also come over and cook breakfast? Later? I can actually. Uh, do you like breakfast bagels? I make a pretty mean breakfast bagel. Sure. Well, they they sh- they need to be gluten free oh. for us. So so not that may not work out for your glutes. I- I put extra glute in mine. <laughs> bagels are one of the yeah, really one good. things that I've had that this it's hard to find that and a think there are two things that can't be re- everything in the world could be replicated and you would never notice. That's done well enough, especially with what my wife has done. Um, bagels, new, real like New York bagels, like maybe would be challenging and then a like a new york style slice of pizza would also be challenging pizza can be done in many forms but that that specific new york style uh cannot be just so you know read it's the water it is that's what that's what all uh, new yorkers for both things Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what they all say (laughs) uh, go ahead andy well, the, the, I know that having lived in Florida, I knew there were sprinkled throughout Florida. There's always the odd place because there's a lot of transplanted New Yorkers there that would get water shipped in for either a bagel or pizza. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I only live, you know, 15 minutes outside of the city, but there there would be trucks of New York City water that would come out here to, you know, uh, a branch of a New York City pizza place that would open by me. And it became so expensive they would never last too long. <laughs> that's crazy. I was just gonna say that's I mean, that sounds like a very um a very good business. <laughs> it's almost like a Hallmark holiday, the New York water uh business. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> or a Hallmark, Hallmark Channel movie. <clears throat> uh yeah. Well, I mean you, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's like man, we we made this so we could sell stuff. <laughs> but but the taste is real. The taste is real. Well, I uh, when when can I come and visit? So I can, uh, put it to Sorry. the test. In New York, 
All right. Yeah. We got to plan that. Probably not uh, for a while, but I would <laughs> like to do that. I would like to do that. And um, I've been thinking about this, Mr. Haunt, uh, that I don't want to, like, it's hard because I don't, nothing exists anymore. And I'd hate for it to be like a sentimental trip to me, even though I visited more recently. It's not like, but I feel like so much has happened acutely yeah. in recent months and the past year that I, I need to revisit uh, and kind of reclaim some things. Not maybe specific to this project, but anyway, in general. And I just don't want it to be like, oh, this is where I did this. This is where I did that. And that's like, I don't, I almost want to see it with new eyes, ears. I can facilitate that. Good. But I don't want to be with you while you're peeing on buildings saying, this is mine and this is mine. I'm reclaiming this. <laughs> There's things that I've, when I growing up, like my, my friend in college, uh, I shouldn't out him like this, but it's just fine. There's no evidence. But he peed on City Hall when we were walking around late at night once. Uh, I said it's a joke, and he's got it. It's real for him. It is real. Also, I've I know I've things that wouldn't you would never be able to do anymore. Because now no, we've all a, we've all got that. Let's um, just say I'm happy there's no camera phones back when I was a teen in the city. Or Agreed. any kind of cameras all around. Now it's heavily yeah. surveilled. Yeah. Uh, Although, do you like thinking about that? Like having cameras around. Um, I, I was, I grew up on like jackass type stuff and CKY and like those those dudes who made stupid movies and videos about you know them being idiots and uh having fun and so that's kind of like what i emulated and so i always had a camera around recording the silliness <laughs> that was happening oh. so i can't you know there's uh <laughs> interesting yeah i don't know if if much of it is out there but there was footage at one time we can make it so uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i guess i don't really like <laughs> bonus <laughs> of you eating a what i'm sorry to interrupt oh, no, tell us I, more <laughs> <laughs> there may have been a pickle in the toilet that uh found its way into my mouth I don't know. whoa <laughs> and, and you live to tell like i said yeah yeah no uh no uh no untoward res um, exactly results <laughs> so what else do we want to talk about today um, <laughs> I don't said enough of the pickles and toilets. No, no, I, I'm just. <laughs> I know that sounded terrible. Anyway, <laughs> has there? Um, so it's been a whole seven days since we uh, talked about this project that uh, we're working on together. Has there been any developments? No. Oh well, yes. <laughs> I'm just used to I'm used to answering no. Um we so where we are now is that we've uh okay I guess because this is uh cross-pollinating. Ramel the Hell is a story that we're all collaborating on. It's an original written story that I started in New York uh t over about 25 years ago now. 
um, and stopped around 15 years ago and uh, needed some multimedia elements or just felt like I needed some cooperation, collaboration to kind of do things that I think it needed that I couldn't do. Music was a big part of that. Um, so here we are with Reed um, and also just inspiration and exposure, like just kind of ideas. And this is where um, a big part of where Mr. Haunt comes in because he's lived through some of the same eras and areas that serve as direct inspiration for this. So so this, that's that. We're kind of in process now to shoot for a May first launch date for a, a, a first chapter of sorts, like a, like a pilot episode for lack of a better word. So depending on where and when you're listening to this, it either has come out or will come out in four months, which is very, that's to throw you off, just to mess with everyone. <laughs> or you could be listening to it and it hasn't even existed yet. It could, you could be listening in the past. Whoa. Right? I mean, we don't know. Yeah, I guess... I mean, for all I know, Mr. Hunt might just be a time traveler. Yeah, he might be. Um, <laughs> we had fun talking with him on Spaceport Radio uh, about him as Mr. Hunt. We talked about steampunk, uh, New York City a lot. Um, so, oh, so, uh, you know, I, I was going to tell you what we where we left off. We are introducing an artist, Matt Matholomew, to do some work. Um, but the the project is such that we three are now owners of this. So I, you know, I it, it no longer just belongs to me. I, I would, I guess we we're saying I would be credited as writer the way, um, you know, Martin Gore might be credited as writing a song, even though Dave Gahan sings it, or even though Depeche Mode owns the rights to it. So, and you would be credited as music, even though it's all part of Romel the Hell. But as far as the IP, we're all we're all a part of it. So it's been an interesting approach to a creative process, because uh, it really is just like what we all, I think, enjoy is getting inspiration from all kinds of places. You know. Um, I talk a lot about getting inspired while writing, while listening to music, and vice versa. Maybe, maybe you read things and get inspired to to write music for it. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're we're still active on that, but the main thing for inspiration's sake is uh, starting some Pinterest boards that we started uh, mainly what we've been populated and populating is the world there's a pinterest board for like all these different facets um that are private um we have um a main characters and the world itself and the main character that's in the pilot is one of the focuses i've been focusing on um she's her name is coda and it's such interesting to note that when I wrote the story, it was a male, but we've changed that to be female for a variety of reasons. She's a Latina um, character, sassy 
character and I had trouble this is more from Matt but I like it would be fun to draw elements from that from these aesthetics somewhat that that pull from the 80s that kind of freestyle aesthetic in particular the hair I was going to ask about that um do you like so for this first chapter um are you like what particular what in particular would you like to see from Matt you know aside from the cover or like you know the main the kind of focal point of art that you know will be the book cover or ebook you know chapter cover short story cover you know maybe album release cover just that piece like besides that piece and even even that piece like what do you want to see on that piece i think and i think and i don't think that he needs to to do this but i'm thinking like just spot character character um drawings placed in context of the world just to show this vastness i think is a big part of this like there'll be some important scenes where this character can appear small in this you know where she's traversing is you know this cavernous like open like you know world the world that we've been trying to populate and talk about so yeah um showing that showing scale danger darkness with the character in there will be important uh and in particular showing this she's she's kind of a scout so showing her um being not just like the scared character but more of like you know, this confident and sexy character showing that um when i say sexy i mean like uh like she could she, she like yeah I, I i think i know what you mean by sexy not just like you know phys- physical appearance but you like yeah. oh man she is badass like yeah. that's that's kind of hot like she could murder me with a stare or you know yeah. um yeah. because of yes. the... yeah <laughs> um but i think that's and and again that's that's a big that's important because that's like a, a central theme of the story too that's not just like you know randomly making sexy characters but mm-hmm. um it, when we get more into why the story exists and where the world comes from and some of the inspiration that it has very much has to do with uh you know sex not not in terms of it being portrayed directly but anyway but just the idea of it is still very much important Um, Uh, you know can i just interject with that would actually be a cool power that coda realizes that she has that she can kill somebody with a stare Ooh, ooh. or somebody in the story could do that once in their life or something who knows Ooh. That would be. I'm writing that down. <laughs> what could be a good like? You guys know what ubiquitous gaze is. Like, what would be the term for that gaze? <laughs> <laughs> pride, pride, kitty pride. Hey, Shadowcat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a comic book nerd too. Oh, I mean, I expect nothing less. To be honest. Um, what does she wear? What does Coda wear? 
Well, she's in this particular role. She's see. So what I don't like, you know, talking about sexy, what does not mean what is kind of a, I think, is a pet peeve for a lot of smart people. Even though it usually works is uh, the female character in fantasy stories usually has very little armor. It's like ridiculous that they're just walking around, you know. Um, with just a bra or something when, when the male characters are, have full armor. <laughs> um, but there's, there's ways there's have, you know, talking about the goth scene and vampire scene, which is what we talked about a lot here. We, I talked about with, with Mr. Haunt, uh, that, that even just seeing very little of body or skin, it's, there's, there's ways to make there's There's ways that is sexy, which is subjective to me, but that's, fine because it's it's very personal so there's ways to make that sexy um so to answer your question she's it's it's she's prepared for a solo walk through potentially dangerous unknown areas so she's got to be prepared she's got to be versatile that whole punk mentality which you know you want to wear something that you're able to bolt from the cops if you need to you know that kind of thing you're not or defend yourself you're not going to be wearing I can't wait to see what you put up on Pinterest on that board on Coda's board for for costuming because uh, especially combining the base punk aesthetic that, that we're building you know with with whatever you know however that looks because i mean it's not combining anything you are creating or i guess we are creating the base punk look and uh whether that's a combination of this and that that equals base punk or whatever um i can't wait to see because i i think of scavenger and like immediately just because of recency bias my mind goes to the character ray from the for, you know the Star Wars, the, the mm. most recent trilogy, mm-hmm. um, but that's like, what is that's like? It's almost like a cross between medieval and dystopia, you know? Yeah. Where I don't so, think that's necessarily what the vision you have. Well, it's yeah, it's talking about base punk or punk punks is, is some some kind of hybrid aesthetically, where like cyberpunk utilized. I guess kind of an 80s aesthetic still fused with uh, robotics. That's a very simplified way to say it. Uh, and steampunk is probably more, even though, yeah, it's probably more recognizable with the hybrid of you know, Victorian England. And, mm-hmm. but uh, so this, this, I, I think I was thinking about still within that 80s new wave at least with this character character's background i mean there's going to be a couple there'll be a, a vampire inspired faction there'll be like a a more gang oriented faction and then um so she is in this vampire world but she's still also uh i want to I'll just call her just for ease. I'll just say she's Puerto Rican as well, even though it's not. Even though, I guess 
it, I don't know where to go with that because I want to remove reality as much as possible, but she is what you know. I, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she's still gonna be, but it's not enough just to say la- Latina or Latin. Not not from the '80s in New York because I think I think it, Puerto Rican is that's what it was. That's that's what you know. She's not Venezuelan or Colombian. Uh, there's something unique about that. She's not even Cuban. There's something unique about being Puerto Rican in the 80s that was self-defining. Um, that I think uh, that that's part of the point of addressing. For a lot of complicated reasons. No, oops, sure. I don't have to get it. Um, um, also, I decided, you know, talking about like implants or or adornments uh maybe not in in her character but advanced form the crystals were a big part of the story because they'll be storing data or allegedly storing data Mm -hmm. um they'll have some kind of power that is technology based but it's still just crystals so whereas like now i guess the primary driver might be silicone silicon or whatever but you know crystals would be this one of one of the power sources so there might be some characters where the crystals would be few not only on their person but part of their body maybe on their face yes you like that love that are they interchangeable then or is it like uh or or is it is it interchangeable like a blackberry battery or is it like an apple battery (laughs) It's more like a, maybe as you get more complex and Great question. evolve further into your age or power, it becomes more like an Apple battery. Okay. And, you know, what about having her openly be Puerto Rican, but not knowing what that means? Well, that's, that's, have that it be, is, use the actual describe, term. You just describe Puerto Ricans in New York City. <laughs> well, I mean that in a in a funny and v- a real way because uh, the identity issue is still very much. That's a very good. That's a very good thing. Very good idea. Yeah, but like you know, and so like, like yeah, like I like the idea of removing it from reality as much as possible. But you know, she could use that word because it's like, there's no there's no way around it mm. unless you go with like you know New Yorkian or one of those. Mm-hmm. I think Boric- I think Boricua would be another maybe the term that I settle on. I was just gonna say Boricua. Yeah. yeah what does that mean? But Bori- the island, the. Let me see without me looking this up, and I'm gonna look like an asshole if I'm wrong. Oh. <laughs> We're gonna fact check you all along the way. The the the, <laughs> the island the Taino language ref- uh, called the island Borinquen. Uh, and it was just the Spaniards and the Europeans that came over and renamed it Puerto Rico, rich, rich, rich port. But Borinquen is the name of that the place that they lived in. So, and I, so it's an extension of it's an extension of that. It's like someone who comes from that place, Boricua. So it's it's more it's more. Um, It's. I guess it's more like uh, 
calling someone not I guess I guess in terms of just maybe instead of just calling someone Native American you would call them by their tribe name so it's a little bit more accurate a little bit more okay going back a little further all right and you get the sense of of I think it evokes a sense of pride and and, and almost a certain attitude that you know uh, uh, that associates with that pride. Am I right, Andy? Is it kind of like you know that there's a a certain a certain attitude to saying it and and to be identifying with it and, and a certain large sense of pride with it? Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of acknowledging where you came from and with that along with that pride, as opposed to just defining yourself as from this state or from this city. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause and, and it's almost, almost like there's a hint of uh, aggression to it or just aggressiveness. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that, that should go along. Right. That should tie into it, why these people work. like a strength. There's a strength, even just the way it's said and the, and the, and the, the passion that it evokes within oneself when it is said. Mm hmm. Right, it's just this yeah. sense of pride and strength. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it's in, talking about the identity thing that you were talking about, and we, um, it is complicated to even sometimes say, um, "I'm going to go out on a limb here." That might be, it's true, and I believe in it, even though it's still like kind of problem problematic to say, but. Um, there's a distinction or how people view themselves or others if you're still on the island versus like kind of moved or even or worse born in the United States but of heritage from there so I wouldn't say resentment but there's definitely some it's not as strong as what happens in the Cuban community between those who are here versus those who are there because that's obviously there's more of a uh refugee issue scenario going on there but um but to some extent there's there's and again animosity is not the right word it's too strong but for so basically in other words me saying i'm me being born in new york which i was and saying i'm puerto rican carries a different weight than someone who's born and stays and lives in Puerto Rico and has a lot, you know, their, their own struggles there. And, you know, it's almost like you want you, you can hear them saying, well, who, you know, you're, you're in New York, you're, you don't know what it's like here. You're, you know, you're different still, even though you may be from here, like you people that were born there in New York or live there don't understand the struggles we go through. Um, and it's and it's funny that I might be um, oversimplifying that or making that seem like a very subjective thing to say, but I literally might have seen a comment like that come across um, recently. Not f- to me, but you know, I've I've seen things like that very recently, like as of last week. Hmm. Um, so yes. But what Mr. Haunt is saying is is a great solution to this because it's uh, that solves that problem and also makes it stronger, more aggressive, more unifying in a way. 
but again, still has that identity conundrum. Hmm. So for the first for the first uh, chapter, then, and kind of wrap wrapping it or bringing it back and and uh, and talking about the character. Then, so we talked about Coda a little bit and just uh, kind of filled in some some gaps as far as her character. Um, what other what other pieces of art or characters would you want to see in this first release? So we've we talked. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no. Go ahead. Sorry. I, you I, you go. I um, hear what you're saying. No, I was just gonna say. You know, uh, a lot of it's gonna be focused around Coda because of just what's happening in in this story. Um. And that, but then we talked about kind of using her in a setting to make to to show the the vast or the grand kind of city of Ramel and her just a small thing in these huge opposing yeah, architecture mm. structures and stuff. Um, and so while you were kind of explaining, I was I was navigating through Pinterest and trying to find stuff that. It rem- you know made me think of, yeah. I'm I'm like I'm just like looking forward to having that be discovered by all of us as well too. At the same time, I do, I feel like at this point, it's all up for grabs. Like in terms of story, the story as written has some elements that, in terms of like what would be nice to show would be this this other group that she encounters this would be an introduction to like start to tease into what the factions are so she encounters these lower level gang members that are not initially hostile but they just are threatening and they're there on a in a corner or standing guard somewhere so that interaction is interesting cuz that takes place you know at, a, at an intersection um you know, talking about the story being a smaller or microcosm of the larger arc in the story. So this this journey, which Anabasis describes, would be kind of mirrored here on a smaller scale, going from the edge in to scout something. All this would be obviously a much shorter distance. Hmm. You start to see maybe some of the transportation start to introduce introduce some of the weather which the is over, overcast so like overcast and dark um a lot which is self-inflicted darkness right. is it rainy uh, or just overcast just overcast okay so not so more like uh I don't know what's. I don't even know what Scotland look looks. Like. I'm just making stuff up. It feels like it's very overcast there a lot, whereas in Seattle, this actually isn't more of an active drizzle. I could be wrong. That's what yeah. they say. Yeah. Pretty. If accurate. you, if I'm wrong, maybe leave a comment. Isn't that what they say? Leave a comment. Oh. Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> Smash it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally. Well what what else what should what should be in there 
the maglev trains mm -hmm. are fun. Start to see some of the graffiti that's on that. Mm. The markings of the area. Uh, start to see some of the guide wires that at play maybe to introduce that te or tease that at least maybe we won't fully explain that the the guide wire I, I don't think we've talked about that before maybe that should oh, this be our was, next episode I made, yeah maybe <laughs> maybe although I, I feel bad I mean we want to I guess we're going to talk about the music part of this but we, that could be the next the next show here on I Spaceport I want to know <laughs> here in January slash May. <laughs> I love it. May Jewary. May Jewary. <laughs> Very nice. Well, is there anything else, Andy or Mr. Haunt, that you guys would want uh, Spaceport listeners to know about? Um, uh, the Ramel the Hell? I don't know. Aside from the music? So, uh, what I wanted... So I I was... You know, I think it, we should... Um, as of now, no matter what happens, the, the first few episodes of the Ramel the Hell, creating the Ramel the Hell podcast, they're already live via Fable Factory. Uh, Fablefactory.org would be where you can just go and check out or, or search for Fable Factory on your favorite Spotify uh, or or podcast, uh, podcast medium medium yeah because <laughs> um, I think we go we go into detail there and I don't want to necessarily be, repeat that um, so that what what it's about um, I think that it's so fluid that it's potentially problematic to t to even talk about it while we're doing it but i think that's part of the excitement for us to be able to share the the process because i think a lot of times you run into uh seeing things at the tail end you know something's already been worked on for three years and then you find out about it and you don't kind of maybe feel as it's it's just different mm -hmm. um It's a personal. It's a personal story, um, which I know this is how we do it. There'll be some characters in there that are based on people that I knew and know. Um, I don't know if Mr. Haunt has anything that he wants to ha represent or talk about with. Just my damn self. <laughs> he, Mr. Haunt, will be. We're still working on this, but he's going to be a character. Yeah, man. Me, me, me. Ooh. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe it's just the trains have my face in the front, like Thomas. Oh! Ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely kidding. Definitely kidding. No way. No way. That's, that's going in. <laughs> <laughs> Talking trains. The talk... <laughs> The pretend kids are stupid. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see what comes, as always. <laughs> <laughs>